0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the UFC Fight Night Overeem vs Sakai Low Kick MMA Preview Show. I'm your host, Ryan Galloway, and joining me is Jordan Ellis. Jordan, how you doing, mate? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Not bad at all. I think uh, we spoke about this before we just started recording. This is probably one of the weaker cards we're going to get this year. In terms of name value, especially, like aside from Overeem, there's really no one on this card that is going to be familiar to a lot of fans. Um but last time I said that about a card, it ended up being pretty decent. So I'm kind of optimistic this will be the same. We'll get some banger fights out of this one. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts on the card as a whole?
1: Um, yeah, obviously, we're just going to get these cards because there's you know there's a card from now until the end of the year, at pretty much every week. So like I, I'm pretty sure it is every week. So you're going to get these cards where they're just getting people out and they're, they're filling slots and they're giving everyone the three tights and... Um, you know, obviously, it's the disappointing part is it's the main event is is not it's not really main event material in my eyes. I, I lost it over him, he's a massive star, but Augusto Sakai, he's not really um, with all due respect. I don't think he's really earned a main event spot. He's on a he's on a great little winning streak, and he's but you know it, he was unconvincing last time off against uh, Black Eye Ivanov. That was a split decision, and then his big wins, Arlovski was a split decision, and. Savor, he knocked out. So I don't think he's he's really in a spot where he should be headlining right now, but you know, he is and it's a massive chance for him. So um, beyond that, you know, you've got the return of Michael um Pereira, you've got Thiago Moses against Jarlen Tena. Turner. They are good fights. There's a few good, you know, a few ones I'm looking forward to seeing, but overall, yeah, I, I do agree it's not the strongest card.
0: Absolutely. And we'll jump straight into the main event because since you brought it up. Obviously this matchup between Overeem and Sakai. Augustus Sakai coming in from Balotor from memory, and I think he was pretty much undefeated aside from a loss to Czech Congo. Um, he might still be undefeated. I don't think he's lost in the UFC. Well, sorry, he has that loss to Congo. But yeah, I think he's 12-1 and one or something like that. Um, but yeah, pretty decent record coming into UFC. He hasn't found the most success, like you were saying. He's got a, a lot of split decisions since he came in. I think he knocked out Tabura. But aside from that, I think he, all his wins have come from decision, right? Uh, yeah, something like yeah, that.
1: He's- He's not really someone who I worry about knocking out Overeem, which is cancer kind of seems to be the route to victory against Overeem. So, you know, if you're asking me to put some money on, I'm putting big money on Overeem. I don't see Sakai knocking him out. I he Overeem, you know, just being, having a bit too much for him in there. He looked great last time out against Walt Harris. So, you know, besides, you know, the first round, but everything he did to come back and, and still get that win was brilliant. So um, he, he's still one of the top guys. He's still one of the best guys. I think he's got enough to get past Sakai. I haven't seen anything from Sakai that suggests he should be in this spot quite yet. I, um, but he is there and he's young and he will be, you know, confident to take an advantage of it. And it's the heavyweight division; anything can happen. So yeah, it's it is an interesting main event for me. It's not main event worthy, but you know, over him, you can pretty much match him against anyone. He's main event. He is he is a star of the sport, and um, I can't wait to watch him. And then also see if Ugo Token rise the occasion.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. I think Overeem's uh, probably got this one in the bag just because he's a, such a talented striker and he's not a bad grappler either. But I don't think there's much threat of grappling in this one. I know that. Um... Augusto Sakai does have, like, a Japanese jiu background, so he's got a lot of judo throws and stuff he uses, but I can't see him using any of that on Overeem. I think it's going to be a stand-up fight, and I think Overeem, if he doesn't find a finish, he's probably going to win the decision pretty pretty easily, pretty convincingly. I mean, you look at his last time out against Walt Harrison, he was in danger in the first time from big being, like, knocked out, and he come back and he won that one. So I think uh, he's definitely durable enough to take shots from uh, what's his name, Sakai. Yeah, I just can't see can't see him losing this one. I think this is over him all there.
1: Yeah, there is part of Sakai's game that has impressed me. He is quite slick, and I did think he beat him even off. He was the he was the better fighter, but there was just something there where he almost didn't have that you know that killer instinct, that finishing ability where a heavyweight you kind of need it because the longer you're in there, the more danger it gets. The, like as we've seen with um, Overeem against Rosenstruch, there's so much power at heavyweight at any point, you can be winning for four and a half rounds and, you know, get knocked out. So, it is it is about, you know, finishing fights at heavyweight. I do believe that I think it's important, you know, to try and take people out. You can't be point fighting at heavyweight. It's, it's too dangerous of, of a game. So, um, I just think he might have trouble getting over him out of there. Um, and over him might just have a bit too much in terms of, you know, craftiness and just experience, and he'll get by him.
0: Yeah. There's not much more to say on that one for me. So, we'll jump onto the co-main event, which is Weird to say this for a co-main event, this just speaks to the uh, the name value on the card. Uh, it's Sajara Eubanks versus Carol Rosa. Sajara Eubanks has really been a hit and miss uh, in the UFC. I think she's got a, a couple of good wins for on Roxanne Modafferi, maybe twice. Um, she beat Lauren Murphy. She lost to Aspen Ladd and then Beth Correa back-to-back. Now she's coming off a win over Sarah Moras. Um, so, like, she's a bit hit and miss. She, she's had some good showings. She's had some bad showings. Um, but... She's never... I'm looking at her record right now. She's never lost by anything but a decision. Like, she's never been finished. She's had finishes on a record where she's finished people, but she's never lost by a decision. When you look at the other hand, Cara Rosa, she's coming off a decision win, a second decision win, a, TKO, a submission win, but she's been submitted herself a bunch of times. So it's like... I'm not too familiar with either fighter, but just going off their records alone, I, I'm thinking, I think... Uh, eubanks might have this one what do you think
1: of this yeah you've got to give eubanks the you know um the credit she deserves because she is still one of the top girls and um her record speaks for itself really you know to to be beaten like Roxanne matthewary and lauren murphy and sarah marias Uh they, they're good wins and then she's only really lost to the top girls i know beth cohey is just being cut but she was one of the top girls um aspen lad and caitlin shakugian um I think I think they you know they respectful losses and she hasn't been finished she hasn't been you know disgraced or anything like that she's looked good and I just expect her to win this one I think it is about levels I think she she will be a level or two above and she'll probably get a pretty comfortable decision, um yeah that's what I expect
0: yeah I like I said there's not, much, not, not a lot of not a lot of name value in this card so I'm not too familiar with the fighters um but I think what you said is right the experience and who she's been in there with speaks for itself um on Eubanks end. Uh whereas Rosa she's been in there once in the UFC and it was a decision victory. So like there's not a lot for me to take away from that. Oh sorry, twice. She has split decision victory as well. Um uh, yeah, just on that grounds alone, I'm probably gonna take Eubanks to this one if I'm if I'm betting safe. And then before that we have Michael Pereira, the guy that likes to come out and do backflips and do spinning kicks and all kinds of the stuff in the octagon. Interesting stuff. Uh, fighting Zalim Amadev Amadev? Anyway, Zlim's on a two-loss losing streak. Like, he needs this win or he's going to get cut. I can tell you right now. I think that's what this is. And Michael Pereira, he was winning that fight against Diego Sanchez the whole way through. And then he threw an illegal knee. And that was it. So, I think he's probably, um, I wouldn't say on the chopping block. But it won't look good for him if he loses this one, you know. So, I think he needs this win as well. And I think he could probably get it. I think he's probably a talented enough fighter. If he doesn't expend all his energy doing backflips and ridiculous stuff, or he doesn't go out there and throw anything illegal, I think he should pretty uh, easily get this win here. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I do expect him to win this one. I expect him to look good as well. I expect him to get the knockout. Um, he beat Danny Roberts, I think it was in his debut, and Danny Roberts knocked um, Imadayev out, out cold last time. So, you know, a bit of MMA maths to tell you. Is Pereira should do the same, but obviously it doesn't always work that way. And um, from what I remember about Imadayev, he was quite happy to stand with Danny Roberts, which obviously is a dangerous game. And um, if you stand with Michael Pereira, that's not going to be, you know, too smart. Either. I think there's, there was a route to victory against Pereira to obviously you know, grapple him, tire him out and I think whoever's fighting him, whether they're a striker or not, should be utilising that because um, Tristan Conley coming in on, it, on about a week's notice and did it easily and he was up from lightweight or he was up from featherweight fighting at lightweight against someone much bigger than him and he still managed to pull it off so Pereira is not someone like you know, I, I've been known to jump on hype trains quite quick. He's not someone one I, I I jumped on that quicker. He was it was one of them where it busted quite quick his hype chain. He's got to turn it back around now because um you know he looked good. He he looked okay against Diego Sanchez, but he, he lost. And you know whatever it, whatever it says, it's on his record as a loss. And, and that's how it went down. And it, he'll be desperate to get back in the win call and get some momentum going because. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are looking forward to this fight more than any other fight on the card. So he's got Sutton there. Um, mm-hmm. It's just about capitalizing on that now and, you know, making making a Sutton for this highlight reel.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I'm just... I'm looking at um, Imedaev's record here. If you want to see an example of the level difference between competition in the UFC and outside of it, he was undefeated coming to the UFC, and he's lost back-to-back, right? He got a decision loss, and he got TKO'd. T- um, yeah, so... He's had a big stepping competition, he hasn't been able to step up to it and really put on a showing. Can he do that in this one? I don't think Perez is the most difficult opponent he could have got, so this is definitely a winnable fight for him, but like you said, there's a way for him to do it, and that is to take him down tire him out. And once you tire him out, you can stand on the feet with him, because like as we saw in that Tristan Connolly fight, once he was taken down and worn out, he wasn't very dangerous on the feet. And um, he also missed weight on that one, so maybe that was a factor in why he was so tired in that fight. But... I think I, I probably have prayer of winning this one. But it's 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 a winnable fight for Medev. So we'll see who who takes this one. Um, but yeah, before that we were meant to have uh, probably my favourite fight on the card before it got scrapped, which was uh, Ricky Simone versus Brian Callaher, which is now Brian Callaher versus
1: Let me get this up. I don't actually know, I should have a debuting fighter. Kevin Natsevad.
0: Kevin Natovedad, a, a debuting fighter taking on Brian Callaher. I think this is very similar to when we had a debut fighter taking on Ricardo Lamas. It's not the easiest debut fight. Maybe Lamas is more difficult, but Callaher packs power, he's fast, and he can knock you out. So, we'll see how this goes for him. What do you think of the fight?
1: Yeah, it's um, it was a shame. That one fell through, but is always funny. He seems to be someone who's taking advantage of, you know, everything that's going on right now. I'm fighting, you know, mm-hmm. often, and, you know, it's... it's this is one of them fights now where he's got to handle business. It's not easy, as we've seen. Ricardo Lamas was a huge favourite today, and he and he struggled. So these people are going to come in. They're going to try and make a name off Kelleher, and, and it's up for him, you know, to, to stop that. And I expect him to do so. I think he's a well-rounded veteran. He's only to beat by top guys. Um, I think he's, you know, comfortably, you know, fringe level. You know, top fifteen. Maybe mm-hmm. he could even top, crack the top fifteen. I think he's good enough. Um, I expect him to deal with this one.
0: Yeah, there's not much we to break down here because I have no idea who he's fighting. But Brian Callow is good, like you said, he's lost to the top guys. He's very well rounded. He should get this one done. And opening the main card, we have Tiago Thi- Moses versus Jalen Turner. Uh, Moses coming off that win over Michael Johnson, where Michael Johnson looked good in that first round. Then he come out second round and uh, got that heel hook finish. It was a, it was a yeah heel hook finish it off. Very impressive stuff. So I, I, from taking from that, he's definitely got the grappling caliber. And he's taking on Jalen Turner, who I'm looking at his record here. He he's, seems to be a striker if you go by his record. He's got a loss by punches, a win by punches, a decision, and a win by punches in his last four. Um, so he's 2-2 two and two in his last four. He's lost to Vicente Luque, who's a really good dude. Matt Favola, which not, not, not like a bad name to lose to. Um, but we'll see how he goes in this one. My question is, I have to look. It's a lightweight bout, bout so he's coming down from welterweight. Why do you think that is? Why do you think he's making the move down?
1: Jalen Turner, is he? Yeah, I thought he's been at lightweight for a little while though. He, Maybe he's I'm huge, wrong. En- he's a huge guy. I think he's been at you know last few fights he's been at lightweight, but he's re- he's really tall for the division. It just stands out every time I watch him fight. He, how how big he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do. I I don't like to back, back against them people, but he has had a couple losses lately. So and Thiago Motta's you know look good. It's, it, this is probably my pick for fight tonight. I think it's really evenly matched. It's kind of an interesting fight that they've just threw them both together. Um, mm. And it's one of them where I'm just looking forward to sitting back and, and watching. I, I am quite a fan of Jalen Turner, Tiger Moses. I've seen that, you know, he pulled off a lovely bes- submission against Johnson. But besides that, I haven't seen a lot from him, you know, to be, you know, a, in, too impressed. So mm. it's, you know, this is a huge opportunity for him to just go out and, you know, Put, put a couple of wins together back-to-back over, you know, pretty significant names and Jalen Turner. He wants to stop that, you know, win one, lose one. He is a, you know, potential star so he's got to start, you know, stringing them wins together at UFC caliber. It's not easy, but he's only 25 so the whales is oyster right now. He's, he's in the UFC. He's looking good. It's just, you know, getting over that hump and I think he might, be, he, he might do it. Yeah,
0: we'll see and um... I'm just going off the records. So neither fighter I'm very familiar with. I did see um, the last fight where... Um, what's his name? I've got to pull it back up. Thiago Moises submitted Michael Johnson. Like I said, that was a press submission. He's got a bunch of submissions on his record. So I'm going to take what I can from that and say he's going to try and pull off a submission here. And if he's a big, tall guy for the division, it's going to be quite easy for him to get on those legs and work takedowns. Or if he wants to go for another leg lock like he did in the last one. So if I'm a picking man, I'm going... Tiago Moses by submission in this one. Uh, anything else in this card you want to speak about before we get on some news? But otherwise, it's pretty pretty bare.
1: Let's have a look. Who else we got? There really isn't a lot. There isn't a lot on this card. You know, it's. Um, I'm sure on the night it'll be fun and there'll be a, You know, obviously there's a heavyweight fight on the undercard and there's um, Hunter as mm-hmm. back in action, so that'll be a fun watch. Um, but besides that, there's not a lot, and it's just you know. But, you know, that's the thing with MMA, and as I always say, it's just, it's fun. You know, these the fights will be fun. We'll have a good night of fights, and it doesn't really matter who's fighting. There's All these people have got a chance to, you know, go make a name for themselves, especially at the top of the guard. We've got Sakai, who's, you know, a rel- relatively unknown, really, a heavyweight, and he, he's going to face over him. If he can take over him, out, that's huge, and then there's so many big fights waiting for him. So, yeah, um, not a lot to speak about. Let's, you yeah, know, move on to news.
0: Luckily we had some big news to talk about. So the first one I'll bring up is uh John Jones calling out Brock Lesnar. Now he's a free agent, UFC, could potentially sign him back and we could get John Jones debuting at heavyweight against the former champion Brock Lesnar. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I quite like I'm I'm a big Brock Lesnar fan. He's kind of what brought me over to MMA. Like when I was a wrestling fan when I was like a little kid, Brock Lesnar moved into MMA, so did I. So that that was my journey into MMA and um you know, he's he's obviously um it would be it might be a bad fight, bro. Brock. Lesnar's forty-three now. Um he's not gonna be allowed to take any steroids I'd, I'd suggest. So he like he's gonna be in a disadvantage. And um, but you know it's I'd buy it, I'd watch it, you know, I'd you know happily watch that fight and um, it's always fun when Brock Lesnar's name pops back up. So it's um, I think you're gonna have everyone calling him out and if they if they want to make that, that, that I think that's a good fight to make because obviously you don't want anyone jumping the queue in front of Ngannou right now. I think he's a clear number one contender. He deserves that shot, and John Jones potentially could, you know, if if um, if he doesn't get a, a big fight. So you know, Lesnar's a big fight, but I I don't see it happening. I just think you know he's forty three. He's a long time out the out the cage now. He's um, yeah, I just don't see Brock Lesnar coming back. I, I see him just signing with WWE again. It might be some type of negotiation tactics to get all this buzz around him, and they'll bump his money up, and he'll be happy.
0: Well, if Jones wants that multi-million dollar fight, here it is, right? Because he's going to get a big payday to fight Brock Lesnar. It'll probably be one of the most bought pay-per-views like, of the last little while, right? But Since Connor's last fight. Well, not his last one. Since Connor Ford Diaz, I'd say. Oh, sorry, Khabib. Do, do a lot of numbers. Jones will get a big payday. Brock will get a big payday. But it wouldn't be a good fight. I'm telling you, it'll be a garbage fight. Jones will run through him. He'll finish him in the first round. I'm telling you, his Brock hasn't fought. Jones is a machine. He's just pretty much gone undefeated his whole career. Why would anyone in their right mind think that Brock Lesnar is going to come back and run, give him run for his money? What do you think?
1: It's just in terms of you know, if you're going to take on heavyweights, there's no bigger heavyweight than Brock Lesnar. He's the hugest, hugest heavyweight you can get. And if John Jones is coming up, um, how will how will he stop someone? Like Brock Lesnar, who charged that you're a million miles an hour, you know, with three hundred pounds behind him or whatever he is. So it's um, it's just an interesting what what if fight. But it's it, as I do agree that Jon Jones would probably handle him pretty easily, and um, it wouldn't be a, a good actual watch, but the build up would be amazing. I think it might even you know break some records. You know, mm-hmm. besides Conor Khabib, I think it might it might slip in there number two on pay per views. I think it's it's a huge fight. Do I think it's realistic? I really don't. I just I think Br- Brock Lesnar. Everyone's just talking, leaving Uf- uh, the uh WWE as oh he's come back to UFC where he hasn't said that. No one said not, and apparently it's quite common for him to let his contract run out, and it's has it's been ran it's been out since April. So, um, it's probably just a little lull in a, in, lull, in like in his WWE career, and he's, he'll be back at it soon.
0: Yeah. Well, before we just leave that one, uh. Dana White said he'd, he'd make it if both fighters want it. Uh, Jones said he wants it, so we're just waiting on Brock's. So we'll see if it comes to mm. fruition. Also, we found out today, George Masvidal versus Nate Diaz 2 is in the works for January. I first saw it reported for December, but we'll get to what's happening in December next. But yeah, January is when it's allegedly going to go down, what they're targeting. I'm not interested in seeing this fight a second time. I've seen it once. It wasn't competitive. The only... The good thing about this fight is the build-up. The actual fight itself is going to be a one-sided slugfest where Masvidal comes out
1: the winner. What do you think? Yeah, it's um, I don't mind. I don't mind the fight just in the sense that it was an like inconclusive ending. Like, but I don't see what difference there's going to be. I, I just I feel like Diaz is going to get cut again, mm-hmm. almost definitely within the first minute of the fight. He's going to be cut and. Will, this, will the judges or the doctors just step in again and stop it? You know, you need to be in a state where they're not going to wave it off too quick and you've got to let them, you know, go to war for five rounds because um, Diaz, he went in the fight, but he like he, his plan was to come on strong. You've got to just give him that, you know, benefit of the doubt that he, he might have come on strong. You know, things do change in the later rounds, so you can't totally write him off. So there is that. There is a little bit of what if, what if or what could have happened I'm not massively interested in the fights. I kind of agree with the Leon fought, like school of thought, whereas I know it's money and, and go making money, but I think you should be, if someone like Masvidal should be trying to get another title shot and I don't think Diaz is the guy to beat to get that title shot, but he's the guy to beat to get a few million dollars. So um, good luck to him. Good luck to both of them. I'm sure they'll make a ton of money and um, I'll definitely watch. It's just, uh, it's not, it's not a huge fight for me it's not a huge fight and all the BMF stuff is it was a nice little gimmick at the time but I I don't want this to become an actual belt I thought it was just I thought it was just a sideshow where it was like oh this is how we're gonna hype this fight but I don't want to see this BMF title change in hands and then how do you rank BMFs it's just uh, Mm. it takes it it makes it you know cheapens the sport if anything a bit and um, I hope it's not here to stay
0: same, I thought it was a one-off, but apparently not. Hopefully, this is the last we see, if we do see the fight. Um, But we'll move on to the welterweight division, where in December, there's going to be a title fight between Kamaru Usman and Gilbert Burns. I think everyone saw this coming. A lot of us did want Edwards to get that shot, but they've decided to go with Burns, uh, who was probably what well, was the first person they booked against Usman once uh, Masvidal C wouldn't do it. So it makes sense they're doing it now. I think this is the most dangerous fight for Usman. I don't know why he would agree to this over fighting Edwards. I think he could steamroll Edwards the same day way he did the first time. But Burns is a different beast. I I said it when we were speaking about the card initially. Burns grappling is the threat here, and he's a big problem. Uh but yeah, we get it in December. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this is a serious fight, and it's it, You know, it's um, they've kind of announced two fights on the same day that are kind of appealing to everyone. So if you're, you know. Uh, no disrespect to anyone, but if you're more of like a casual fan, you'll be so hyped for that Masvidal Diaz rematch. But you know, for the more hardcore, this is a serious, serious fight. This is you know, two the two best, probably the two best at welterweight. You know, um, the two top contenders, the two the two people who should be fighting right now, fighting. So it's it's a huge fight, and it's one I'm certainly looking forward to. It. I do agree with that. Uh, Edwards, he had his shot, but he's been out the cage for so long, so I just don't I feel like the moment has passed him and he needs to go and get another big win now, like everyone else is picking up these wins and he isn't, so uh, as an Englishman I, I obviously would love him to get to get a fight for the title, but I just feel like he needs one more win, he, want, he needs one more big win and he needs to just you know bite the bullet, he might have to fight down the rankings against Thompson or someone like that, but he's just got to go and do it right now and get that win uh, Gilbert Burns is a serious Serious that he's got, he's got it on the feet, he's got it on the on the floor. You know what what's Usman gonna do with him? That's the, that's the question. How's he gonna beat him? So it's it's an interesting fight, and can't wait to watch it.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, the biggest comparison you can make in Usman's past fights is to Damien Meyer, right? And he didn't take Damien Meyer down. He beat him up on the feet, um, and that's how he won. He just paced him on the feet and won a decision. Whereas but Damian Meyer had his back at one point, and Herb separated it. But what would have happened? You know, what happens if Gilbert Burns gets his back? If they train together, you know, he'd know the positions where Usman's weak in. Same as Usman would know the positions he's weak in. So, what happens if Gilbert Burns gets his back? What happens if Gilbert Burns pulls guard? Uh, we've seen recently that jiu-jitsu players aren't always the best on their back, but you know he's a really high-level jiu-jitsu guy. You never know he could pull something off. And it's not like Usman has never been submitted. His one loss has come from rear choke. So if Burns can get that back, that's an easy way to the victory for him. But can he? You know, and who's the better striker? That's the big question for me. Who's the superior striker? Because I know what they both got on the ground, but on the feet, they're very similar. The difference, probably, I think, uh, Gil Burns is a lot more wild with his striking. He's not as like paced and it uh, doesn't set his shots up as much. Whereas I think Uzman's very like. Uh, patient. and He'll throw only what he needs to. So that might be the difference, but I wouldn't be able to tell you right now. I don't need to break down the whole fight. I'm excited to see it, though.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting fight, just in the sense that they've trained together. So I'm sure Gilbert Burns submitted Usman about a million times in training. And then does he fall in love with that submission game? Does he just go hunting it all and then it throws him off? So there's, there's, there is some things there, but on the feet, I do agree that I think Burns is probably more of, a, of the power puncher. It, Usman... Usman, I you, you just can't write him off. Like, obviously, there's nothing, and, and I think someone else said it, there's nothing really that stands out about this game where that is like, this is, he's amazing at this or he's amazing at that. He's just a very good fighter everywhere. So, mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm sure he'd, he'd do well against um, fending off submissions and he'd do well on the feet. It's just, um it's one of them who knows it's it's a perfectly matched fight it's a 50 50 in my eyes it's the two top guys it's the best fight to make in welterweight right now so yeah very happy to see it so that
0: was all i had but i do have one more off the top of my head and then we'll wrap it up i think and that is tyron woodley has brought uh jorge masvidal in for his Kobe covington training camp and they're training together what do you think of that
1: I don't know. What, what can he what can he teach? It's not like he can mimic Colby Covington's style because he, they're pretty much opposite. opposite. So, like, so all, all he can do is give him a bit of inside info, which I'm sure he could have got from someone else. I'm, I'm not really sure on that move at all. I don't think, in terms of sparring Masvidal, is the right preparation to fighting Colby Covington at all. The pace is going to be so slow um, in comparison to what's going to happen on fight night. So Interesting move. Obviously he's got some tips, but Besides that, you know, actually sparring Masvidal, no, I don't, I don't think it makes sense.
0: Well, I think I believe, if I'm correct, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on this, but it looks like to me that they're training at ATT, uh, where Masvidal trains, with Mike Brown there right now with them, and uh, who else was there? They they've got some like really high level Penn State wrestling guys in that were grappling with Masvidal. I was watching one of his blogs on his YouTube, um, so he could get some wrestling practice in, which is probably really helpful for Tyron fighting Colby. And on top of that, you got Mike Brown there, who's been in the gym with Colby for years, you know. So I think it's it's probably not the Masvidal being there is probably not the big factor, but having the people around him from that gym and the, the bodies they've brought in to train the wrestlers up there, because they have like an agreement with Penn state from memory where a lot of the college wrestlers that want to transition to MMA, are coming through American top Team now. So all that I think will benefit him in the Colby fight.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the thing for Woodley now is he's just got a throw punch. Mm-hmm. Like he literally just has to yeah. fight. Um, you know, we all know what Kobe's going to do. He's going to come at him a million miles an hour. He's going to throw a million shots around. And Woodley's probably going to just need to throw a few and just try and land one big one. Because I don't see how else he wins that fight. He just needs to... Obviously, we he's looked off in his last couple of fights. And Kobe Covington, if you're having an off night and you're a bit shy, it's the last person you want to be facing. And we saw that when he fought Robbie Lawler. So, um, you know, Woodley just needs to be himself, you know, f- actually fight... And, you know, he might do well, um, but if, if he turns up like he's turned up the last couple of fights, he's just going to get mocked by by Kobe. Who's just, he's still right there, Kobe, and he, he wants that title shot, and um, this would be a big win. And it, it's a good little grudge match, and, you know, bringing Masvidal and ATT in is another little subsection of it, but um, the actual fight... I think, I think Woodley just needs to just be himself and throw, and he, he doesn't need any new tricks or anything like that. He just needs to actually fight.
0: Hopefully we get Woodley running straight forward like he did against Lawler and knocking, throwing bombs. But we'll see. That's all I had. Anything else you've got before we wrap it up? No, no, that's it. All right, it. thanks for watching, guys, and we'll speak to you after the fights to wrap up all the action.